all of whom think quite differently from Jesus. Prominent Christians such as Pat Robertson, Oral Roberts, Bob Jones, and the Bakers built financial empires. The papacy and monastic orders in the Roman Catholic Church also have extensive financial holdings. Yet Jesus owned almost nothing, castigated the rich for their hard-heartedness, and suggested that God's empire is worth all a person possesses. Why do these Christians ignore Jesus? Moreover, I did not seem to fit very well into the Episcopal culture in which I grew up. I had different values from other Episcopalians. Many valued money and status. Jesus valued neither, and I tried to listen to Jesus. I remember a woman who lived in the most stylish place in Charlottesville, complaining one summer Sunday after church that the water in her country club's pool was too warm, and she would have to drive some distance to a spring-fed pool so she could enjoy swimming. I thought of the kids in the inner cities where the tarmac melts underfoot. Jesus asks us to shun egocentricity and show compassion. This woman thought of nothing but herself, and then in a petty and superficial way. Yet Christians who take the Bible more seriously than the Episcopalians are not much different. They praise the Bible and insist on taking it literally or inerrantly, but they do not seem to care much about Jesus. Instead, they worry about their own sin, the sin of others, and their salvation after death. Something seems wrong. Thomas Schmidt and N.T. Wright helped me see what is wrong, when it went wrong, and what to do about it. The solutions to all three problems depend on understanding the historical Jesus and realizing how belief in his resurrection influences his Jewish and Gentile followers. Faith Christians place their faith in all sorts of things. Some have faith in the Bible, others in the Pope, still others in their church. I never had much faith in any of these things. I could see the Bible is not infallible because it has internal contradictions, both in the Hebrew Scriptures and in the New Testament. I did not understand why the Pope should be any more infallible than I am, which is a scary thought. I hoped the bishops of my church would occasionally do what I thought was right, but I did not count on it. This turned out to be wise. I discovered that my faith lay in my experiences of God and Jesus. I met Jesus in church regularly through the celebration of the Last Supper in churches of all sorts, from charismatic to Roman Catholic. I also met him at odd, unexpected times elsewhere. I claim I would know him if he were to walk down the street. As a result, I have not had to have faith in an inerrant Bible or Pope, church, minister, priest, or guru. I have not needed to believe in an empty tomb to believe in the resurrection because I have known the resurrected Jesus. As discussed in chapter 5, Paul finds himself in much the same position. He never knew of an empty tomb and could not have cared less. He had something better. He knew Jesus raised from the dead. One of the wonderful things about the scholarly search for the historical Jesus is that the seeker lives with Jesus while on that search. Although different in significant ways, the historical Jesus, man of flesh and blood, and the resurrected Jesus, spirit, however embodied, of that man, are not as different as might be thought. I think they are not so different because the spirit of the man still lives. Jesus still loves with compassion and forgives as he did in the first century.
To learn more about the historical Jesus is to find out more about the resurrected Jesus, who we can know now. This is a book about the historical Jesus and how knowing about him can affect our lives. The Jews' Story The first section of chapter 2 tells the history of the Jews, briefly, as it is given in the Hebrew Scriptures, and, when these cease, primarily in Josephus, the first-century Jewish historian. I have added some very traditional, very round dates to convey the sweep of time involved. I make no effort to follow modern biblical scholarship here. These sections are interested in the Jews' stories as Jews of the first two centuries saw it, not as modern scholars do. The rounded dates are easy to remember. 2,000 for Abraham, 1,000 for David, 1 for Jesus. This lends the story a slightly mythological...